0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Technic Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. So Dean, uh, when you go to sporting events, I know you like to go to yes. some sporting events here Absolutely. and there, baseball, football. maybe football, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you generally like the experience when you go? And I'm not just talking about like the, the game itself, that can very much depend on you know mm-hmm. how the team's mm-hmm.
1: doing. Well, it depends on the company I'm with, but okay. no, okay.
0: <laughs> general yes
1: uh, still love going to sporting events and yeah. stuff like that yep, yep. Yeah. yep. how well, about it's, you it's, do you, well, you go I, I mean you
0: go to Redskins yeah right? I get a lot of Reds. well maybe not as many as I used to my son's starting to take a little more mm-hmm. of an interest in you know going mm-hmm. to sporting events mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so you know we've taken him a few times but I, I enjoy it I like the atmosphere yep. always yep. but I will admit things have changed a lot oh my god. to gosh. go to a stadium and a sporting absolutely. event absolutely yeah. even just in the some last some for the good
1: some for the yeah even just so like the last
0: 10-20 years stuff has changed so much I remember you know not that long Ago, you just you go, you yep. buy a beer and something to snack on yeah. and watch a game Sit and that was down, have much a it. good time.
1: Yeah. no, no. That's not enough no, now anymore, It's General. not.
0: It's and it's not for the uh the young let's say the younger generation. It's not us. <laughs> it's not us. Like, you and <laughs> yeah. I can probably still just do that. But younger folks expect a little bit they more. They need a little bit more. Adam. They expect an experience. This is true. This Technology is true. obviously is starting to play a bigger role. Oh my role. gosh. We yeah. gotta talk tech because that's what you know this that's podcast what is yeah, about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's making stadiums a little bit smarter. It's making them more engaging for the fans. Mm-hmm. It's indulging some of the younger crowd mm-hmm. that you know likes to have a lot more technology and interactive, be more interactive. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, yep. with mm-hmm. their experiences. So yep. that's our topic for today. We're talking about smart stadium technology. Oh, I like it. Uh, we've got Elo's Ramon Chicani to join us Great today to guy. talk about this. Yep. Yep. We're gonna get into you know what's going on at sporting events, you know, where things stand as far as you know, attendance rates and what mm-hmm. we're looking at mm-hmm. and maybe why mm-hmm. people are aren't going to, mm-hmm. to sporting events. We're gonna talk about the experience. Experience and mm-hmm. how it has changed, how technology is becoming involved and where we think there's, you know... Is the game even necessary <laughs> anymore with all this tech she, going on? You, you, some <laughs> people I see at games doesn't seem like the game uh, is actually what they're there like, for. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. We're going to talk a little about sports betting and gaming technology and how that's uh. influencing what's happening in stadiums. Fair and right. we're going to get into, obviously, digital signage in particular and how that fits in because that's, you know, that's what ELO's specialty is. Heck so. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, Ramon knows a little bit of that's that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. All that plus our usual value to the VAR, what's tech connecting with us, it's time to play Plug in and get connected.
1: Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected.
0: As I mentioned, our guest today is Ramon Giacani. He is the director of strategic accounts for ELO. Ramon, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate having you on the show. Uh, tell us a little about yourself, your background. Maybe explain why you're the guy that we were told we need to go yeah, to. Yeah, the go-to guy for smart stadium discussions too. Because I was, <laughs> I reached out. I was like, "Hey, we want to have a talk about this. I feel like this is a conversation we've got to have." Uh-huh. And ELO. Immediately said, oh, Ramon's oh, your guy. We got the guy. So, yeah, 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 So I'm curious why that is. So tell us what's going on there.
2: Well, first off, thanks for having me, you guys. It's a pleasure to be here and spend this time with you. You know, um, I've, been, I've been with Elo for a long time and been in, this, uh, been in this space for quite some time, working with a lot of different, you know, value-added partners, um, whether it's on from the ISV side or from the reseller side, um, you know, installing and working um, in that space with Elo products. You know, we've done we've done many, many, many stadiums across the country, both for, you know, all the different uh, all the different sports leagues, you know, whether it's the NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, a lot of college stadiums, um, NBA, you know, um, spent spent, you know, close to 10 years working with many of like I said, many of these VARs and ISVs to find the best customer experience and, you know, customer engagement tools. Whether it's through self-service, digital signage, point of sale, you know, also working on the back of house and back of uh, you know back kitchen and retail technologies to find to find the best fits to make things a lot more um, a lot easier for the customer and a lot easier for the for the employee to use, right? So we we've um, we've seen just things change over those last over the ten years that I've been at Elo um, to see you know how things have gotten faster how things have gotten smarter um just easier for the customer to to go about their time and experience the the event that they're they're attending right so um you know we've seen you know different things of facial rec and obviously mobile technologies um integrated into the point of sale whether it's also for point of sale using um employee first. And then, for instance, if there's not an employee at that at that space, you'd be able to flip the device around and use it as a self-service technology. Um, the digital signage, the immersive digital signage, you know, you have so many large, large displays that are non-interactive in the stadiums these days, right? But then also kind of bridging the gap to where now they're moving to where they're having those those large format devices more interactive and engaging with the customers for whether it's, For the retail experience for self-service checkout to get their their food and their drink quickly Um, or their let's say their retail um you know their hats and their caps and their shirts and whatever else they're going to buy from the from the stadium so it's been it's been it's been awesome to see. That's cool. go.
0: Well, hey, obviously you've you've got some experience with this and see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, I think there's a lot of interesting opportunities, obviously, for VARS and ISVs to go out and, oh, yeah. and win some business. Cities. Absolutely. And I know people usually get excited about these too because that's usually a pretty big opportunity mm-hmm. when you can win some business at a at a stadium or mm-hmm. a sporting you know arena of some sort. So mm-hmm. so let's talk about you know the, going to these events and obviously for a lot of people at this point it's it's it can be very costly time-consuming, you know, you go to a baseball game and I mean, again, that's where I primarily go. Three hours later. uh, Yeah, I mean, like, even as much as they're trying to shorten the game, the time it Mm -hmm. takes to get there, to park, to get inside, to Mm -hmm. do the game, to get out, to go home, like, you're sucking up most of a day just to do that, not to mention what you're spending to go and to eat and do all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But attendance is still pretty good in most of the major sporting leagues. Um, A lot of it's bounced back to, you know, to at least at or above even pre-COVID levels. Yep. Um, And I'll put some links in the show notes. as always. there There was one really interesting link that kind of showed the, you the progression of it's fascinating um, yeah. of attendance yep. at various events and you know and obviously yep. how it dropped off during the pandemic and what's mm-hmm. come back and where we are and i think at least a couple of them were again right at or even growing past where they had been yeah. in the pre-covid yep. days so yep. so why do you think fans keep coming back at this point you know and, and and again keeping in mind that we've got younger generations who maybe don't view sporting events quite the same way and yet are still showing up for these
2: well, obviously, you know, during COVID, everybody was locked up locked up at home, right? And then after, everybody wants to get out and spend some time, right? And but, you know, as I, I think what you said uh, a few minutes ago around the expense of it, they they, uh, I think a lot of the 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 stadium um, owners and the and the sports team owners want to make it easier for the customers to come and spend time and spend money, right? Trying to find the the, the easiest way to get them in. To get them into their seats, spending money, um, whether it's through food and drink, just trying to find the best, easiest way. I feel like um, I feel like a lot of people are, are you know, grow, uh, living in Las Vegas. Here we have many different sporting events in Las Vegas, right? We've got the new uh, Raider Stadium. We've got T-Mobile Arena with the with the uh, NHL Stanley Cup champion uh, Golden Knights here. Plug plug um, plug plug. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're
2: gonna have yeah. baseball
1: soon, right?
2: baseball soon we've got the sphere we've got many many different experiences just had f1 here in vegas so seeing the different um immersive experiences at the stadiums i think that's where a lot of the people want to go and experience these things right because that that's what we do i mean we're, we're seeing it we're seeing it with our friends our family a lot of people that are wanting to come to vegas and and go to different areas to see you know sporting events it's always gonna it's always gonna um it's always going to be a draw. It's always going to be a good draw.
1: I think so too, Ramon. I mean, when you think about it, why do people go to sporting events? It's live. It's still live action yeah, right in yeah. our world of computers and sitting in front of a screen all day long or maybe watching shows that are, you know, pre-made and produced and things of right, that nature. Right. There's an excitement about live sports and right. I don't know why we we Americans and the world really has kind of an insatiable appetite <laughs> for live sports. I mean, soccer or world football is like number one, right? It's like ravenous. Well, I mean, there's
0: a big difference between <clears throat> jumping up and cheering in your living room and jumping up and cheering with 20, yeah. 30, 40,000 other of people. Of your best you friends. Know? Yeah. You know, there's
1: a community in, in that as well. Uh, so I think, you know, it gets the whole escaping the everyday life and stuff like that. But Ramon hit the nail on the head in the sense that, uh, you know, what what I have noticed is the pivot for all teams now are, are getting – customers attendees to spend more time and money right that's it right you know like when you go to a baseball game now you're you're spending way more than you did you know in the sure you can just do a pretzel and a beer right which i did the last time (laughs) but you take kids there's an opportunity to do so much more oh yeah there's fan experiences there's there is now gift shops where yeah. you can buy the bad of Joey Votto or right, whatever, right. And it's, you know. And it's, it's like, and that's just a little bit of what's happening, and all the interactive technology that's starting to happen. So they really wanted you to have like a full day there, right. and, and they don't mind you. And and I guess a lot of people, right, are like you and I might be a little different, but if they're going to invest <laughs> in the time to go there, they want an experience. Yeah. Gosh darn it, yeah. right? You know, like I'm. This is a special thing, and I'm going to invest in the technology to make that happen. So right, that's the pivot. Exactly. Now all these teams are investing in this stuff so it's crazy
0: and that leads that kind of leads us into our next topic here and and, remember what were you gonna add there
2: i was just gonna say they're making it easier for you to spend your money yeah that's it making it much easier they want to have you um immersed into the experience they want you like you said you're cheering with 20 some thousand of your best friends you know you're gonna wear the gear you're gonna get the food um and they're making it much, much, much easier to do that. Whether it's through self-service, whether it's through new technologies, um, mobile technologies, just different ways for them to find um, a way for you to spend money easier, right, and faster.
0: Yeah. Well, then the experience side of that too, because to your to your all's point, you know, when you go to stadiums now especially as they're building newer ones or ones that are doing any kind of remodeling. Whereas once upon a time, you just dropped a stadium in the middle of a big concrete slab of parking
2: (laughs) and everybody (laughs) just showed up and
0: went to the game. I feel like now you're seeing like whole little like kind of, you know, Uh, entertainment venues and and little mini cities and mini community areas popping Mm -hmm. up around. Even here in Cincinnati, you know, they've built up around our ballparks, you know, these kind of really nice uh, areas where you can go and there's little restaurants, there's little pop-up shops, they shut down the streets, right? It's it's meant to be something where like a large crowd gathers outside. Mm -hmm. You park somewhere else, you come by, you're hanging out outside. When the gates open, you go inside, you do stuff there. And I think a lot of this is about the younger generations and yeah. what their expectations are yeah. when they go places and the experiences they want. So, got a few stats here that came from uh, what site was this? Uh, PR Newswire mm. that gave a few stats about generational trends when it came to sporting events. All right. A couple I want to point out in terms of attending live events in person, 25% of Gen Z fans cited experiencing events with friends or family as the most enjoyable aspect, underscoring the significance of social connections both in person and online. Mm. In addition, when attending a live sporting event in person, 43% of Gen Z fans use their mobile device to post to social media during, during
1: the game. During the event, there, yes, right? So it's
0: not just a, hey, I wanna go watch yeah. my favorite team. I mean, yeah. that could be part of it, but, yeah. and this is one of those things that I think I've come to accept in my opinion about this because there was a point in time where I would go to games and I'm sitting there intently watching and there's a group of younger folks around me mm-hmm. and they're all chatting, goofing off and they're on their phones and they're just having mm-hmm. fun, they're mm-hmm. drinking or whatever stuff happens in the game and the rest of us are cheering and they're still sitting and they just kind of look up like, oh, 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 oh clap, you know, like. <laughs> and, I, and I always found that annoying, like, what are you doing here? What are you here? doing here? Yeah. But I realize now, like, it's it's about like, it's hey, this is a place where they get to come together and spend time and hang out. Yeah. Instead of, it's not so much a, you know, you're going to a game and you might socialize. It's a social event that just happens to have a game as well at this point. Right. So talk to us a little bit about that part, Ramona. You know, you know yeah. how are teams and stadiums And stadium personnel, you know, how are they, how are they taking technology and incorporating that into their facilities and into what's happening with them and, and and happening with the game experience in order to turn that into a very unique event for the attendees?
2: You you hit the nail on the head earlier. You said, you know, now they're just in Cincinnati, they're doing the same thing in Vegas and a lot of different areas um, around stadiums with the, you know, with the, New hospitality areas, whether it's new restaurants, new areas for people to chill and listen to music, Um, we're seeing it. And, you know, I remember going back maybe 10 years ago and going to a game. You know, you want to get in to the stadium as fast as you can, park get in there as fast as you can, watch the game and then get out as fast as you can. Now it has completely changed. You're going. It's you're spending the day. You're going around to the different shops. You're going around to the different restaurants. You want to make sure that um, that you're you're seeing everything that's around it because there is so many different things around these stadiums, right? And they've had to they've had to kind of pivot on the technology side to make things more robust, right? You were saying that everybody's on their phone and posting and doing different stuff. Think about the wireless and the the, the infrastructure that they have to have. Those Or, you know, 30,000, 20,000 people using their phone at the same time taking pictures or or also making purchases at the same time, whether it's a hospitality purchase or a retail purchase. So, you know, they've really had to go back to the drawing board and, you know, talk to companies uh, like Elo and like many others to think about, hey, what's the best way for us to when we're building these stadiums or revamping these stadiums for these new experiences, what's the best way to do it. Right. So we've um, we've worked really closely um, with many of the different uh, purveyors to, to kind of walk through the different technologies that are available these days and see what they're, see what they're looking, looking for is, you know, is, is kind of the main thing, right. Trying to find the best, the best fit for what they're needing. Um, But, you know, like I said, self-service technology, I I've noticed, um, at the Las Vegas Raiders stadium, I was there for a Raiders game earlier this year. And there's actually a new um, kind of walk-in self-service store for, for food and drink that you don't even, there's, there's no employees. You, You walk in, it's blocked off. You walk in, scan your credit card. If you already have an account set up with Amazon, you can go and either swipe your palm or do facial rec. Go get everything that you want and that you walk through a little uh, a little gate and it um, reads all the stuff that you have in your hand. You confirm and you walk right out. Makes it makes it super easy. And then you see all the self-service technology, mobile technology. I mean, you see people making wagers on their phones these days as well. Um, So it's it's quite the experience. I mean, being able to see it and see every time you go, you're going to see something new. And depends on which city you're going to, so there's all these new emerging technologies, new new stuff that's happening that that people are uh, uh, trying to adopt all around the country or all around the world.
1: Yeah, and in, in our world, you know what, what I noticed recently, you know the whole stadium personnel, which is a part of the, the question here, uh, and enabling them with mobile technology. So I was at a UC football game, and I, I used to feel so bad, like just two years ago. For, for the guys and gals that, that go up and down the aisles with right. the concessions, right? right? The beer guy, yeah. right? Uh, who wants a beer or whatever? And, and nobody would would hail that guy because it was cash. And like, and like who carries cash anymore? Yeah, I always felt bad for these guys. I'm like, they at least need a Venmo account. Well... <laughs> For the first time I just went to a game what two weekends ago now they have a mobile you uh, payment device yep, yep. that dude was so busy he didn't you know oh, it's yeah. like back to the old days like he didn't make it all the way up the, to the top of the right, thing right. he was empty by was the time out, yeah. it's like so they, you have to use technologies right they, they have to use this uh, of where people are but what what excites me is is maybe some of this other technology that's coming down like you know for example we've been talking about augmented reality for a long time mm-hmm, but I can totally mm-hmm. see a world where you're putting your phone up and watching because, believe it or not, I still find this fascinating. That you're at a live game; most people have their <laughs> phone out recording the game. Right. It's like, dude, no, what are you, what are you doing? Right. But anyway, I can see them augmenting that with like statistics yep. or something yep. like that, and you know, drawing stuff on the field because it's
0: happening like on the broadcast. When you watch Absolutely, a game on television, you're right. getting so much more Absolutely. data though, than you ever did before.
1: Yeah. Now you got multi channels that you can mm-hmm. watch or mm-hmm. or whatnot. So I think I'm I'm looking forward to some of that stuff coming in in play, but. But getting back to kind of what teams are doing and the fan experience, we're seeing it. It's more interactive games. It's just more interactivity, right? Once we got them in the space... Uh, And I think that that's why Elo and and, and folks uh, like ISVs that they work with are really going to have a a tremendous run here because it just feeds right into that experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody's Mm -hmm. everybody knows how to use a touch screen. And and that's kind of the de facto. That's the expectation. Right. I'm walking in. I'm interacting with something. I'm making it my experience and, and stuff like that. So it's good stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: It has to be robust, too. It has to be robust you made that mention. That was the first time I've ever seen one of the one of the beer cart guys walking up the aisleway um and carrying a mobile device. And nine nine times out of ten, I was watching them. Nine times out of ten, people are using their phone to tap to pay.
1: That's it. Yep. Yep.
2: So you have somebody, let's say you're in the middle of a row that's fifty seats long, the guy is handing his mobile device to people fifty uh twenty five people down you to tap to pay. Yeah. Right. So he's handing that device for you to do your tip, do your tap to pay, and then hand it back. I probably saw 10 different people drop that, you know, tablet onto the ground, that mobile device onto the ground. They pick it up, wipe it off, and keep on going. Those things, I mean.
1: Dude, they, never thought uh, about that. It's got to be ultra rugged, right? It's getting yeah, beer spilled yeah. on it. It's got
2: mustard on the side. It's
1: got,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> You're holding your beer with one, trying to tap with the other make a tip and do whatever you need to do. I mean, I was I was I was quite shocked actually to see, I mean how fast that he went through his his tub of beer and waters and all the different drinks that he had how fast it was and just you know halfway up the halfway up the Grandstand that's yeah. fantastic.
0: Well, I think yeah. too, you know, when you, when you t- get into the experiential stuff, like and the idea of bringing in the younger generations, also like let's be honest, everything is motivated by the influencer culture right now, especially when it comes apparently to the so yes right mm-hmm. the, the expectation that you know to get, if you want to get more people to come to something that you're doing, if you can get someone who is well-known, a popular mm-hmm, influencer mm-hmm. to, you know, to show it off on TikTok or on Reels or, you know, or, or you know, or sort of stream it or, you know, or discuss it on Facebook, wherever it is, you know, if you want that, maybe not Facebook anymore, let's be honest, but if right. you want that to happen, you've got to make something fun and interesting about it that's going to get them there. And that's why I feel like you start seeing so many of these places that are offering up these really cool, like, lounge areas that, you know, are, are, are really more about just hanging out and socializing and the game's going on kind of in the distance and if you want to go watch it there's some seats you can go do mm-hmm. that but it's more about just having the fun chill time and that's where everyone is taking their selfies and where mm-hmm. they're they're uploading their images and they're doing some streaming or whatever i i even look at like if you think about like the whole taylor swift phenomenon of this year
1: yeah and right. the travis
0: kelsey of it all
1: yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah.
0: how much good just her starting to show up for some games and bring her culture and her very internet connected culture into football mm, mm-hmm, all of a sudden you get people coming in like i don't know what this kelsey guy is or what these football <laughs> but, we're are, but we're here but we're here because taylor's here <laughs> i mean and, and it's not even just something someone like that but just you know again it could be just whoever your favorite influencer is yeah that one day is they're just they're at their local sporting event or they're out of town somewhere And it could very well be like a paid sponsorship or something. Mm. But they're showing up and they're live streaming and they're talking Mm. about, hey, I'm here and I just went to this really cool bar and I'm trying out this awesome burger they've got here. That's the kind of like free marketing that any sporting team is going to be like, yes, we're all in for that. It doesn't matter if someone wants to show up, you know, because they care about the sporting event. If they're showing up because they just want to try out the food or go see the cool place that their favorite gaming person, you know, Mm, was mm -hmm, was checking out. mm -hmm. That's, I mean, again, it's all about the idea of, like, if people show, I mean, I'm sure most of these stadium owners and these, you know, venue owners are like, hey, we just want people to show up here. We don't care if you're here for the game. We don't care if you're here to socialize. If you show up and you're spending money and you're doing all the things, great. We walk. We welcome you yeah. in. we want you That's here. Right. Yeah. Again, maybe the old school guys like us might be a little frustrated. Sometimes. Get out of my way. I'm here to see a movie. yeah. I'm here to see a baseball game. <laughs> exactly. But you know, whatever. You know, we we'll, we get our time in still too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, sure. uh, Well, so you mentioned earlier, Ramon, the the whole sports betting thing mm-hmm. and like people mm-hmm. taking doing betting on their phones was becoming wildly popular. It's growing. We had Jim Foster on from you last year mm-hmm. talking about. The, the sports betting, the game technology, and, we, and that was kind of the context of like the separate parlors that might be doing this. But obviously legalized sports betting is continuing to grow and it's starting to seep into the actual stadiums. It's seeping yeah. into broadcast. You know, you'll see sometimes like, you know, stats pop up with the odds of a player hitting a home run or mm-hmm. getting a touchdown mm-hmm. or, you know. You know, you want to bet the over on the, you know, on the yardage for this team. Unbelievable, yeah. Uh, not something I'm into. I just don't have the time and effort in the disposable income you come to, to do play that? that. No. But, yeah. you know, fantasy sports is where I limit yeah. myself when it comes to that. But obviously, it's making an impact. So, where do you see that making a bigger impact in stadiums, and what's going to keep happening with these experiences?
2: Yeah, we do. I, I see it in different states, right, that allow gaming. Um, you know, whether it's devices that are at the end of the bar or stand-up stand-up devices that you can go and make a wager on you know you you made that uh the prop bets i mean i can't believe how many different people place different prop bets on different things whether somebody's going to fumble first or they're going to get a safety first or whatever it is right or something's going to happen and people are betting on it so they're just trying to make it easier you can obviously do it from your mobile device but but they're also making it easier for the customer to you know walk in, make um, at a freestanding kiosk, make a make a wager. Um, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it a lot in in Las Vegas and all in Nevada, but you know in other other states as well that allow gaming too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, I'm with you. The sports betting thing, I I I don't get it. I'm I'm trying to get into it with my son. You know, he's 23, what? so he's much more of the right, of the right. age that gets into that, but um, you know, I can see the technology of enabling that, obviously, the touchscreen technology yep. and wanting to yep. enable that uh, because let's face it, whether you like it or not, it's here and people are doing it and 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 it's just it's it's fast becoming a part of the culture right. of being able to enable betting, you know, uh, during the game and, yeah. and, and yeah. making that a frictionless experience too. I mean, what better way to separate people from their money than <laughs> offer up
0: some betting, <laughs> right? No <laughs> doubt. But man, it's one of those things like I also hope I hope it doesn't start interfering with the games too much, you know. Like I don't wanna be sitting there and like having angry betters that are just screaming at the home team, even though they're winning just because they're not covering the spread or something yeah. you know, or oh, I just lost, right? right. You know, yeah, 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 or like or like, you know, hit only a single instead of, you know, a home run or something, you know, or like, oh man, you only got me 10 yards, I needed 15, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm hoping that doesn't become a big part of the 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 experience there as people just getting mad about their their betting necessarily, you <laughs> yeah. know. Um And I'm also waiting, you know, in the back of my mind, you know, being a Cincinnati fan, I always think of the Pete Rose of it all too. Oh, like, sure. Is yeah. it going to start becoming a problem for the players themselves right at any here? point? Yeah. But. But from a technology standpoint, yes, I think you know it's it's again obviously there's another another one more angle where you can potentially drive some revenue for for a stadium for a sporting event. Maybe something where maybe the stadium is not necessarily getting money out of, it, but maybe just again the act of being able to to bring people in mm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know I don't know maybe these companies are paying to you know to put up their their kiosk and have G- their sure. software. Yeah. Or, you know yep. I'm sure they're all. I, you know, I, I know it's one of those things where there's so many different, like you know, betting, on, you know, online betting services out there that mm-hmm. I'm sure they're competing heavily to see who can get a contract to be the official betting service of a certain sports team or a certain mm-hmm. venue of some mm-hmm. sort. So, mm-hmm. I think there's some going to be some interesting opportunities that keeps growing and spreading, and more states are adopting it, and more more of the sporting te- the, the teams and the leagues start actually folding it into their you know, the, the ongoing broadcasts and yeah, the, the right. actual events themselves, yeah, too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, then let's let's wrap up here by talking about digital science. We've touched on it, you know, several times in different contexts here. And obviously that's, you know, ELO's big specialty here. And I know, you know, again, I think a lot of VARS when they think of sporting events and think of these venues, they might be thinking like, "All right, if I can get a point of sale system in, or you know, maybe some menu boards or whatever behind the you know the, the concession mm-hmm. stands, that's that's where my money is going to be." But there's a lot more opportunity for digital displays out there. So where are where are you seeing interesting, unique places that displays are being deployed, and where can VARS find some new and unique opportunities that they could go out and sell to their customers or recommend that they install that you know would give them new opportunities to sell
2: this stuff? Yeah, I mean, it all starts from from the moment you walk into the to the stadiums, right? Whether it's the handheld devices, you know, obviously procuring and managing those devices, support and services on those devices, those those robust and rugged devices, right? They have to be because everybody, all the employees have one in their hands, and then we also see ticket ticketing, you know, right at the front. Um, you know, a lot of people will get uh, tickets on their phones, or even still have paper tickets. Or, or actually, still buying tickets. You know, you have the ability to go up and buy um, from the ticket booths as well as from the, the self-service kiosks. That's a great spot, right? And think about each one of these stadiums. You've got, you know, all the all the entrances, all the employees. You're, every every interaction with a with a device is probably three to five hundred devices per per um, per stadium. So it's not just like a normal restaurant, right? So then you have have your digital signage, wayfinding, trying to find different areas of the stadium where your seats are at, some of the different stores or some of the different restaurants because they have specialty restaurants inside some of these stadiums. Then you have traditional point of sale. You have um, self-service kiosks for retail and hospitality. You have kitchen displays on the back end. You have... um, Uh, there's, there's, I mean, so many different more, so many different other options, right. That are there, um, you know, mobile technology, as I mentioned before, for all the people walking around the retail stores have it, like I said, um, you know, from reach, uh, from the, from the retail side, from the hospitality side, you've got point of sale, back of house, kitchen displays, self-service kiosks, many, many, many different, many different areas. I mean, so many that, that, um, you wouldn't even think of you know, walking in and seeing it and then, wow, it, it, you know, piques your interest to see those different um, applications, you know? Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. And you know what I've also noticed and I think here's where some of the opportunity for the reseller comes in, at least the small uh, to medium-sized reseller is l- more localized, you know, events like high school stadiums mm-hmm. yeah. and college yeah. stadiums and things of that nature. I mean, there's tremendous amount of opportunity there because all this technology that is seen at the what I'll call the major league level is trickling down, yeah. right? Uh, yes. so I mean, I go to the football game of our local high school and and I'm I'm perplexed. They've got the technology but they're not using the Right technology, right? <laughs> I mean, it gets back to the whole argument that I'm sure Ramon has been addressing for uh, over a decade now. It's like, okay, you need purpose-built versus well, consumer-grade. Right. right. right? I using mean, their like, iPhone with a cracked screen. You're know? not going to put an outdoor <laughs> kiosk that is, you know, some janky thing that's going right, to, you know, right. I don't know, whatever. You name the brand. It's, it wasn't designed for outdoor, right. you know, the rigors of outdoor. And so, you know, resellers... If you have that in your pitch and you understand the technology and or the, to where Ramon was going with the ruggedized mobile devices and the great M-series that Elo has, I mean, these are differentiators, right? Yep. But these are yep. devices that are purpose-built for these types of applications. So you start getting into that argument. But, but anyway, there's opportunity there, right? All this stuff is trickling down. I mean, yeah. local high schools want interactive things where people can go up to a kiosk and whether it's sports history that they're seeing or, or something along the lines. Polling or just interactiveness of, of the environment, it's even getting down to that. Yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, I mean, I think you know, if you, as always, if you're a good salesperson, you go and you experience and explore mm. and and put yourself in the shoes of a consumer to figure out where there might be bottlenecks and problems mm-hmm, and issues mm-hmm, that could be mm-hmm. solved with technology. Yep. And I think this is another clear example. Where you yeah, just go to us, go to an event at one of these places look around, pay attention, find yep. out like what is the concession experience like mm-hmm. um, what is the experience like of you know uh, doing stuff at your in your seat? What are you seeing when people are roaming up and down the aisles? Uh, how easy was it for you to find your way? Is there opportunities for like wayfinding? Is there well that yeah absolutely? Is there, there opportunities are. for key ki- for kiosks you mm-hmm, know out mm-hmm. there in, in certain places? You know, uh, just you know find out where the opportunities exist by paying attention to what's actually going on, and, mm-hmm. and that helps you make smarter references. I think of things too, like even stuff as simple as. I know when I go to Reds games, I feel like they're still they're still using some very old school televisions by the concession stands. Yeah. So that, you know when you're standing in line and you want to keep an eye on the game, and I'm always looking at it like. I can't see half of what's on this. I can't even see the score. <laughs> can't make out who's playing. I can barely hear the audio like that's just something like just put up a nice wide screen display right? you know yeah. to make that a little at least yeah. easier to see uh, or 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 you know I think of things like the 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 shops, you know the pro shops mm-hmm. everyone always wants to get people into those pro shops buying that merchandise having maybe having options for ship to home you know having a, a self-service kiosk in there or a kiosk where, because you know how it is sometimes you go and you're like man this jersey's awesome i'd love to get this not in my size Mm -hmm. and -hmm. wouldn't it be great to be able to just scan that on a kiosk put your size in put your address info in or you know use you know your mobile device payment or whatever and just have it shipped to your house or or something like that yeah and you mentioned earlier like the the vr and ar stuff like Mm -hmm. how much fun is that going to be when you can start incorporating that into things too so i just think there's a lot of potential opportunities out there that people need to be looking for remember what were you going to add there
2: I was going to say, yeah. I, 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 mean, purpose-built devices, right? Whether it's point of sale, self-order, self-checkout, KDS, signage, whatever, whatever it is in the stadium, you know, buy online, pick up in store, buy, you know, in store, ship to home, those types of things. You know, you can customize a jersey, buy it, customize it, and pick it up at the at the um, at the stadium, right? And you also also want to make sure, you know, there's all those different pop-up locations, whether it's for retail or whether it's for food and drink, right? So you have to make sure that those devices are connected too, secured and connected. Um, So that's, you know, that's another thing that they want to make sure that they they think about. You know, the IT uh, leaders for these stadiums want to make sure they know everything that's going on with those devices in the stadium, make sure they're connected, secured, um so that's definitely something that that obviously our bars and our our partners need to think about as well too yeah
1: yeah another thing we if i could go down a vein here and and maybe ramon get your take on this because you brought it up earlier and when you think about the experience and the in the desire for more frictionless i think it's really important for resellers to understand the hardware along the way and what certain brands like Elo are bringing to the table as far as multi-purpose kind of devices you're t- you're talking about the one uh p- point of sale system Ramon where it can act as a point of sale or you can flip the screen and it can turn mm-hmm. into a kiosk mm-hmm. i mean how brilliant is that right so like it can be an unattended kiosk and we always love this word about Elo by the way modularity that's right, right? <laughs> we know that your your all your gear is like all the it's, it's yeah. hyper modular in the sense yeah. that you can plug in and stuff like that but but that's that's kind of where all this technology is going right you need to enable yeah. these stadiums with okay well so we don't have an attendant but we can flip this around it can turn into a self-serve kiosk and or if somebody has cash or something like that oh okay now we flip it in in, in some pos mode right, uh, right type of thing right so i, I guess i mean you're at, uh, having those conversations i guess this is what's driving elo to innovate in those ways right it
2: is that's a great point dean um you know we see it with you know the, the connectivity of the devices to being able to run different content Being able to instead of having to go and touch each device and image each device with a specific, let's say, app or point of sale platform, you want to be able to flip it to where it's, you know, a customer facing um, application. So it makes it easier for the customer to see pictures of the food, pictures of the clothing, whatever it is that they're buying, and make it as easy as possible on them. Um, You know, that connectivity in those stadiums as well is, is, is imperative to have. Have all those devices? You know exactly what those devices are doing, and you know we have a obviously a mobile device platform called Evil that 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 helps um, that helps manage all those devices. Pur- purpose built managing your complete estate.
1: Yeah, in fact, I walked up to one of the one of the counters, uh, and it was it was in that mode where it was flipped around. It was in a it was for food. This was the example here, and I walk up and but I, I started talking to the person like I'm gonna give them their or, my order, and they looked at me and looked down at the POS. I'm like, oh oh, sorry, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I get it. So I just placed my order, and they're they're just the food runner. They
0: Put their finger on your lips. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There. Down there, buddy.
2: <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I saw one of the stats. I saw one of the stats uh, from some of the different articles, obviously around these topics and other self-service. Seventy percent of people would prefer to use the self-service kiosk and go up and walk up and talk to somebody. Seventy percent. Think about that, you guys. Think about the people that are walking in and going and using these self-service devices. So when when these articles and these metrics come out. You, you think about the leaders at some of these stadiums and different venues that are like, wow, you know, they 70 percent of people would rather go up and walk and use a device instead of going up and telling somebody what they want.
1: 70 percent of people are more like you, you know, yeah. like, it's yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> I just, I just it's an go. ongoing joke. I want to get my stuff. Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah, deal yeah. with people. <laughs> sure. I got to sit in a stadium with a bunch of them, but, yeah, you know, but, you know, whatever.
1: I'll go up where the corner where there's nobody. Go <laughs> sit <That's
0: right. laughs> <laughs> in the nose weeds where I've got like a whole rose whole of Sierras around me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Good stuff. But see, it doesn't work with the family, though. Like, my wife's like, no, I want to be as close to the field as possible. Oh, as well. yeah. I'm like, but I don't care yeah. where I sit, you know? So, right,
1: yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, oh man!
0: All right. Well, this is good stuff uh, and good. Uh, I think good ideas for how to go out and yeah. sell some uh, yep. some smart stadium technology. But we'll yep. wrap things up here in a moment with uh, Ramon talking a little bit more about Elo in particular mm. is helping out yeah. uh, our Vars uh, to go out there and win this business. But first of all, as always, I want to thank our sponsors here on the Tech Connect Podcast. Big thanks to Elo, Elo, who is one of those p- sponsors. Right. They've been supporting uh, our show and our Tech Connect program for as long as we've since been since the beginning. Doing all of those yes, things. They're yeah, a foundation. So. Partner. We right. appreciate what you guys do for us. We appreciate you loading Ramon to us for this conversation. Uh, hey, if you like the show, you need to tell us, mm-hmm. as always. Yep. You leave a review. Uh, Apple Podcast. leave us a five-star rating review. Let us know what you think about the show. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about this. Tell us about some interesting smart technology mm-hmm. that you encountered uh, the last time you were out at a sporting event. Yeah. Uh, and, and as always, you know, tell us what you want to hear about on the show, too. We we'll need to take ideas. You. Uh, we are close to wrapping up our 2023 season yeah. here. Got to build um, out 2024, I, yeah. so you got ideas, bring I them. Like, I got a few ideas, but I need more. <laughs> I need a lot more, and I need guests, and yeah, I need right. ideas. Yeah. So, so send that stuff over to us. We always want to hear from you. You can always uh, – there's a link in the show notes where you can drop us an idea. We'll send you a technic podcast T-shirt. we got to get on redesigning those for oh, the yeah. new year.
1: Yeah, 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 So yeah. we can
0: start getting some more T-shirts out yes. uh, just for sending an idea to us. Uh, and also, if you ever want to reach out to us, you can always email us, techconnect at You can find us on x slash Twitter at pod I don't know if anybody's even really – using that strange still site anymore Everybody's at this point still
1: on x <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh if so you can find us there we're doing a little bit of posting there as well and please make sure you are following blue star on linkedin as well to keep up with what we've got going on All right, let's wrap up, as always, first with value to the VAR. Mm. Uh, This is our way of kind of wrapping up our conversation. In this particular, what I wanted, you know, Ramon, talk a little bit more about ELO. Yeah. And, you know, how are you guys helping with the whole smart stadium conversation? How are you helping making the stadium smarter? How are you helping making it more exciting for fans? More importantly, how do you help VARs go out there and win some of this business?
2: So... I mean, D- Dean made a, a, a mention earlier about our modularity and our modular design, right? Oh, look at I that. Really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's on <laughs> it. Teed it up. Right? teed me up, right? I'm, I'm knocking it out of the park, hopefully. So, you know, with our unified architecture, one platform for every touch point. You think about retail, hospitality, gaming, transportation, the medical space, the OEM space. There's always a need for, a, for an interactive device, but it's got to be purpose-built, commercially ready, commercially built, and also easily manageable. Um, You know, our modular design provides customers the building blocks to configure the multiple solutions, no matter what that application is, right? So you have the ability to, you know, look at the current generation, next generation. I've worked with Elo for 10 years, um, and I never say that we are a touchscreen manufacturer. I always say that we are an innovation company we spend so much money in R&D, we are always making sure that we have the latest, greatest, best techs for our partners, our end user customers, um, our distributors, obviously, um, and just making sure that our product is second to none, you know, true, tried, true, tested, retail hardened, um, ready to be used in any different application.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. And talk about second to none, their ISV community, which is the other yeah, part of the yeah. equation, right? If you're a reseller, yeah. you need to have the right partners. Uh, ELO always has such a strong, yeah. strong ecosystem of ISVs that can really uh, do applications. Everything that we've talked about here today, yeah. they got people yeah. that can, they can help do that. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. And one
0: more thing I'll add, because I, I re- remembered this earlier when you mentioned KDS and talking about like back of house stuff. Mm. That's another part of the sometimes people may not think about. is yeah, like, always hey, forget. there's plenty of opportunities for Tons. displays and technology and you know yep. uh, handhelds and whatnot behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Especially again, if you are, Diving in that ISV community, and you're working with folks. There's a lot of a lot of these stadiums are interested in data. Mm. They're interested in how they can manage oh, yeah. crowd flows, yep. how they can figure out you know the best best and most opportune places to you know to to put concession stands, mm. and all that data has to flow somewhere. There needs to be people being able to work that stuff. Imagine having nice, amazing touchscreens that you can use to. To manipulate and, and work on all that data, or having nice handheld devices that you can use to access this stuff while you're on the go. So don't point. Know, don't don't forget about back of the house yeah. when you're out there trying to There's win poor some people this in business the back too. of the house. Yeah, yeah, they just want good, to stuff. Done. They want cool, good technology. It's not just for <laughs> the consumers, you know. Like. The people working harder to the, back. In the yeah, that's they, right. yeah, They want to be working on something nicer than, you know, something that was built in 2001. Got you that know? right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap up as always with what's tech connecting with you. This is our fun segment where we get to talk about anything in the world of tech, science, yes. business, yes. innovation, just something that's got our attention we feel yep. like chatting yep. about this week. Mm-hmm. Ramon, I'll let you kick off here. What's tech connecting with you right now?
2: Tech connecting with me right now is mobile devices, really thinking about mobile, making things easier. Um, You know, I do a lot of a lot of business in the QSR space and retail space to seeing uh, just seeing uh, ways to make things easier for customers. Right. There's so many different. Also, there's so many. I'm glad you brought up the whole ISV community as well, because there's so many different net new software vendors that are out there trying to find out who's legit, who's not. What's their platform? How does it integrate into the different um, applications? Um, You know, I I feel like uh, what John just mentioned about the back of house that's huge. I mean, the back of house is is sometimes almost bigger than the front of house. Um, so, really, what's tech connecting for me is is mobile devices and making things easier for the customer. Good it. stuff.
0: Love we
1: love it. mobility around. Here, oh yeah. yeah, 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 Big yeah, time. yeah. All right,
0: mm-hmm. what's tech connecting with you, Dean?
1: Well, I, okay, so I, this is more of a beef, I guess. Oh, this we is like a good commentary. tech beef? Well, there's no technology here. Oh, okay. It's just a commentary on how like home prices in California are are they're just mad at oh, this yeah. point. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. Oh, by the way, are, are you in, uh, in the market for a new home? Uh no. Uh, and, and Ramon, no, I, we were I, just I'm talking about dying you, in the one I'm in. You recently <laughs> moved out of California for for a reason, so I guess you're not in the home, but but if you <laughs> uh, if you were in the market for a home, would a home that comes with a built-in meth lab be appealing <laughs> to you? <laughs> Ramon, are you buying one with a okay, maybe? We haven't we haven't legalized that yet, right? Uh, Here's uh, <laughs>
2: I am selling on that. I am. Here's. here's
1: well, okay. Here's my tech. The only in California. Can you buy a 1.5? million dollar home and here's how it's it, it, it's whatever po- posted now your chance to own a luxury california home luxury california home <laughs> by the way if you see the picture it ain't luxury dude it is like a run down fence it like a like a police fence around it i'm no i'm legit now uh complete but it comes complete with a metal So <laughs> it's a, a six-bedroom home in san jose great location easy access to the freeway, blah, blah, 2,700 square feet. And then they sheepishly mention, you know, this is a great opportunity for a large home, you know, blah, blah, blah. Home has inactive meth lab and meth container. Whoa. (laughs)
0: Maybe if you want to film like Breaking Bad 2 or something, you know, like, you know. 1.5
1: million for this run. Here, I'm going to show you a picture of the house, John, just so you oh, can react okay. to it. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. There, that's right. that 1.5 million. Out. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. You got to go see the, the, the this house. But I just think <laughs> home prices have just, something is completely out of whack if you, you have a rundown house. Which yes. Basically, this is a rundown house with boarded up windows
0: and a meth lab. 1.5 million. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that. I mean, <laughs> I, I would I, at any price. I think I would pass on a home with a meth lab. Which well, the is they but, put it in the
1: description? Like it's legitimately in there. Like, oh yeah, sheepishly, you know, we're, oh bye, we have an interactive meth lab. I guess that's here. I guess
0: that's the new. This house did have a murder in it, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> You gotta have those disclosures, you know. You gotta oh, you gotta mention what's man. happened there. So
1: I don't know, man. Interesting. You know. Yeah,
0: there I you mean, go. You would think somebody would make an effort to go in and maybe take that stuff out or clean right. it up before exactly. putting it for sale. But I guess you know, I get. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of fixer-upper folks out there. There's people out there they like. <laughs> yeah, they like to. They like a good challenge. They like a good project and. I don't I mean, know. You, aren't you kind of destroying this house and starting <laughs> over at that point in time?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know a lot about meth labs. I would have I to will think completely also, admit. You know, if you're
0: the person buying this, you have to like be automatically put on some kind of a list to be <laughs> watched, right? Like that's, that's right. got to put you on like the FBI's just like made the watch list. list. Yeah. 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 Oh, like,
1: this guy bought the house. Like, yeah. All
0: right, all right, this might this guy person might be <laughs> legit. They, but I feel like we should keep an eye on them just to make sure. So. Oh
1: man! All right. Anyway, what's tech connecting with you there, John?
0: Uh, all right, uh, so you know wind turbines. You know the, oh, the I love wind big, turbines, big sure. popular things. Yep, you know, yep, yep. steadily growing a great way to you know create some renewable energy. Sure, uh, we're starting to see, you see them popping up more and more. Um, but you know, uh, for, and for the most part, people think there's a, a benefit to it. Maybe mm-hmm. certain ex-presidents, for some reason, have beefs with them. I don't know. Uh, I everybody's know why. opinion's changing. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah. You know, one concern about these things, though, which is a legit one, is what happens to the actual blades of these things when they either are out of service or might break? Okay. Something goes wrong because you're talking about a very giant, massive Huge thing that there. is not easy to recycle in any way. Ah. So what could we possibly do with them? What well, do we do with them? A, a UK research company has uh, has started working on some potential ways to repurpose them. And one of the things they found out apparently is making them into footbridges. Oh, Brilliant. Uh, yeah. That's the, brilliant. That kind of interesting. So there's a company there called, I don't know if it's supposed to be Rewind or Rewind, because it's like uh, got it. yes, wind yes. Slash uh-huh. wind. R-E-wind slash wind. Probably wind, I would assume, yes. since it's yeah. about, you know, wind Rewind, turbines. yes. But they're, they predict that by 2050, there will be 43 metric tons of waste blades wow. that we have <laughs> got to find out something to do with. It. And apparently, right now, and this is where you kind of like, this is where you unfortunately cringe when you think about like, oh, hey, these great efforts to like renewable energy. Yeah. Well, apparently that particular segment of renewable energy so far is in favor of like, well, we just either incinerate them or put them in dumps when we're done with them. Like, really? <laughs> no. You're kind of yeah. offsetting what you're yeah, trying to do here. Help right, so this yeah. company is looking at ways to, to repurpose them. And one of the ideas is what they call blade bridges. So Brilliant. they basically, there's only two of them that have actually been completely set up and constructed mm-hmm. so far. I think one's somewhere in the UK, one's in Ireland and and basically they're they've done stress testing, checking them out of like, hey, how can we take these and you know and yeah, right. saw them off or whatever and just yeah. you know, use them to to create a nice, you know, bridge somewhere that people can walk across. Just I like it. It's a very simplistic use. We're not talking about it anything like mind yeah. blowing or interesting new here, oh. but just a way to repurpose something that otherwise again could be dumped into a into a landfill I like or you know, burned yeah. and add, you know, bad yeah. stuff to the atmosphere yes. that way. Yes. So, neat, yes. Some neat innovation coming out of that that, you know, people are trying to re- to repurpose these I, like,
1: I didn't even think that was a problem, but clearly there it you is. Go. So we again, got 43, whatever. Check
0: out the show notes. There's a link there where you can see what these look like and see what these, the bridges that have been constructed. Fair like. enough. So, fair enough. Just, just interesting stuff there. Yeah, good stuff. All right. That is what's Tech Connecting with us this week. Ramon Chikani, thank you so much for joining Thanks, us Ramon. today. Appreciate having you on the show. Uh, we do have to, unfortunately, uh, disconnect t- yeah. today. Unplug, I Unplug. guess that's what I usually say. I, you know, 170 episodes, and I forget my own <laughs> taglines. Uh, so until next time, uh, hey, let's throw some sports metaphors in here. Go out and hit a home run. There score a goal. Grand body slam. check your competitors. Yeah. G- <laughs> dunk on some digital display opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> win some business. And as always, folks, please stay connected. Technic Podcast is brought to you by ELO. All right, Dean, we talked a lot about uh, ELO's modularity. Yes, and right? All the cool connectivity that they have today. We have the pro on today confirming all the modularity. That's today. right. Yeah. Well, built with versatility in mind, ELO Edge Connect offers a wide assortment of peripheral options for your digital displays. Oh, nice. Weather for endless aisle, self-order, <laughs> collaboration. You can seamlessly attach up to four peripherals to the touchscreen edge with flexibility to add, remove, or change later as needed. Uh, some options: temperature sensors, yes; status lights, yes; three D or conference cameras, oh nice, yes; barcode scanners, of course; card readers, yes; collaboration tools, Huh? payment cradles, yes. A lot of the stuff you know that you might use. Look in at a all this. Why'd you a the stadium? Heck yeah. yeah, ADA uh, compliant uh, stuff, there right? You go. Yes. If you can't find peripherals to meet any of your customers' needs, you're just not trying. <laughs> at this, this point, thing. no. Like, right. Why are you in business? Come on, <laughs> just, just, just. I don't know. Go, Add-ons, yes. Go Go do something else. Go open a flower shop or something. All right, like, there you know. go. Not, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, maybe technology is not your thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> to learn more about Elo's Edge Connect, check out the link in the show notes or contact your Blue Star account manager. Technic Podcast is also brought to you by Zebra Dean. It's that time again. It is, and I'm not talking about the holidays. Oh, Although mm-hmm. you and I are pretty big f- fans of bourbon. Oh yeah, 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 of yeah, it, of yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. Are we going to talk about bourbon now? Uh, no, no. I know. I've actually got to do an oh. ad here, so oh, okay, uh, we, we talk a little <laughs> bit more later. But um, I mean, e- Zebra, if you or Elo, if either one of you want to do a, a bourbon themed ad, I'm happy hey. to, to take care of that for you too. So, yes, sir. Uh, and, and samples too. Yes, and samples are we really uh, It's well, it's it's time. The time that it is. Yes. Is to upgrade your customers to the latest products and solutions from zero technology
1: it is time
0: and Blue Star, we've also done it again. We Oh, what? We have? Yeah.
1: What do we do, do
0: now? It's actually a good thing Don't Okay, worry about good, it. good, good, uh, good. We've combed through your sales history for Zebra Technologies and we've put together a custom report that will enable you to find and capitalize on low hanging fruit easily. Now, your customers may be using outdated technology or unsupported operating systems on devices that you originally sold them years ago. And we all know we want new stuff. We want oh, new yeah. Stuff. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're not having these discussions with them right now about refreshing their devices, upgrading to technology, you can bet some other company will, mm. so get out in front of it with our help. All right, what can you expect out of your refresh report? Yeah. Well, we've got historical sales data from 2015 to 2022. Nice. It's useful. Uh, upgrade opportunities like converting 1D scanners to 2D imagers. Nice. 2G or 3G devices to LTE enabled. What the? Okay. And EOL Windows
1: to Android. Holy moly! Wait, can I get this right? I'm a reseller. I'm sitting back. I'm gonna get a
0: report from Blue Star on all yeah. this
1: fascinating information about how I can refresh the base. Yeah. And then I've got products from Zebra that will take care of all. Yes, yeah,
0: we're doing it for you. Wow. I mean seriously like why wouldn't you do this exactly uh the report also includes expert recommendations resources to help you with upgrade conversations and more so sometimes the simplest sales are the ones you've already made absolutely get your zebra refresh report at the link in the show notes or contact the blue star zebra team